Welcome to The Better Way, a podcast by BuilderTrend. Here, you'll learn to simplify and establish processes that will make meaningful changes to your company and help you achieve your goals. There's a better way to run your construction business, the BuilderTrend way. Tune in this season as Pro Service Education Coordinator Zach Bratovis chats with several experts about risk management. In this episode, Zach's discussing the ever-popular topic of liens and waivers. He's joined again by Nick Kaninsky, Builder Trends legal expert, to talk about the ins and outs of these important documents. Check it out. Welcome, everybody, to The Better Way. We have a really exciting guest today. Nick Kanitsky is here with me, the Builder Trend legal counsel. I'm Zach Watovid, your host. And today we're going to be talking about lien waivers, a topic that we've all been waiting for to discuss. We're really excited to get into kind of what contractors should be doing with their lien waivers. Nick, before we get into all that, let's talk about you for a minute. Tell me about yourself. Yeah. So like you mentioned, Nick Kaniski, I am the director and corporate counsel here. Been with the organization for, I'm going to say, three years now. Uh, you know, interesting path that led here. We were actually just talking about it where I had come or I had entered law school with a desire to uh, practice water law. <laughs> but sure enough, fast forward a few years and I'm, I'm here in this chair now talking about uh, tech contracts as well as lien waivers in the construction industry. So uh, fascinating path. Uh, but nonetheless, you know, my day to day here at BT is a little bit different every single day. You know, I'm doing everything from contract review and drafting to intellectual property and compliance, as well as, you know, we were just talking before uh, we hopped on, uh, you know, some dispute resolution stuff, tr- always trying to track down any kind of lost devices, things like that. After Zach had, a, had an incident oh, we're gonna in bring Seattle it up? last year. Yeah, why not? Why not? Uh, which we... Just- uh, shame me here on the better way. Uh, that's a long story. If anyone's listening out there, we're not going to go into too much detail, but, <laughs> but it's I good think, to have an attorney. Let's put it that way. There you go. And I think it's just a little bit of a glimpse into how every day is a little bit different for me. Uh, outside of the workplace, uh, hobbies generally consist of, you know, big sports fan, Went to University of Nebraska for my undergrad as well as my law degree. So unfortunately, I'm a massive Husker fan and the dread that comes with that every single year, both football, basketball, even a little bit of baseball here and there. Uh, beyond that, uh, you know, I enjoy running, playing golf, kind of the, the normal things there. It's great that the weather's finally warming up a little bit for us. So we're able to get outside. Awesome. Yeah. Well, you know, when we talk about this topic today, lean waivers, I- we do get a lot of questions from our clients in my experience traveling and reps just, you know, taking calls out there on, on, on the floor. A lot of people want legal advice from us and want us to provide them information. So I'm really excited to talk about this topic. You know, what's your recommendation as far as the lien waiver should, should, how, how do we start that process with an attorney to, to know if we're compliant? What, What is that usually dictated by? Yeah, and that's that's actually a really good question. And one that we hear all the time is like, okay, so what does the lien process look like? You know, when you go into a business, go into business as a contractor, the last thing you're thinking of is lien law. And you know, I, I really enjoy kind of the not history. me, not when I'm signing up. <laughs> you get a kick out of this, though. I know you had a, a past life as a government or government teacher, right? Correct. Uh, so you know, funny history underlying lien laws. They were actually created, or at least credited to be created by Thomas Jefferson. Oh, really? Back in the origins of you know colonial days where we had plenty of land but not a whole lot of supplies going around and certainly not a wealth of labor right and there also wasn't a 
great deal of credit. So uh, in lieu of having a system of banks underwriting uh, construction and things like that, Thomas Jefferson and James Madison came up with the idea of... AKA the boys. The boys came up with the idea of mechanics liens. And obviously there weren't mechanics back then. Instead, mechanics were referring to builders. Uh, And so... Fast forward, you know, 250 years almost, and the same exact structure of law is still in place. Now, it's gotten a little bit more complex and a little bit convoluted, as, you know, legislators tend to do, but the same idea applies. And that is, you know, a lien, say, for instance, you're building something, a structure, you're inputting materials, you have labor, things like that. The lien actually attaches to the real property rather than the material. So uh, it acts as protection to ensure payment for the materials and labor that you provide. So, you know, rather than just saying it's the value of the materials that you use to construct the home, the value is actually attaching to the property itself to underwrite the entire process. Interesting. Okay. So, you know, there are some limitations to what the lien waiver is actually protecting. And typically within the, like the contract of the lien itself, it outlines those things that go into the lien as far as what you're actually acknowledging as being covered or not? Yeah. And, you know, like I said a little bit ago, uh, lien statutes and more specifically lien waiver statutes have uh, evolved over the years. And I think they're kind of covering something different than what they were originally doing. Sure. But like I said, that same concept still underlies. Right. So when you're looking at like a lien waiver, what does that protect? Yeah. And that's going to be, you know, obviously our big topic of today, right? That's act- So that while the lien's acting as collateral, the waiver is providing the waiver is providing protection from a lien being asserted against the project. So for a sub, the lien's acting as their evidence on their end, whereas the waiver is eliminating the liability for a lien being asserted against you. Right. Yeah. And and I would say for our builder trend folks out there, this is something that is not necessarily at the top of their list to get started with when they're getting into the platform. I've never taken a first training or been on a consultation call with a client and been like, let's start with lien waivers. But it's important, right? Right. And knowing kind of where it should be in the program and where it goes is kind of my job to relay. But just the big concept for people to know why they're important, you're literally protecting yourself. It's a security that you can know, hey, when I pay this person, I am I am compliant around this lien contract, so to speak. Right. And it's all about controlling liability. Right. And that's the The theme of the the podcast. The theme of today's podcast, right? And you don't want to put yourself in a position where a subcontractor, for instance, is coming back to you six months later and claiming that they never got paid. Yeah. The lien waiver essentially acts as like a receipt for that payment. You know, when you, when that subcontractor sends an invoice, you respond with a lien waiver and you say, here's pay, you know, we're going to condition this on payment. You sign, I pay done deal. We all move on. We keep the process moving. Yeah. Interesting. So we, I mentioned we get a lot of advice or people call in looking for advice on people's lien waivers. I know we've talked about it changes from state to state. Where, where do people begin to find information about their state or localities lien waiver laws that are required in their area? Yeah. So best place to start, and this is going to seem like an off the wall uh, example here, but I'm a little nervous <laughs> only because it seems a little complicated and complex, right. but I want you to start with your state statutes. Okay. You know, oh, get right into get it. Get right into that, that primary source document there. <laughs> uh, but in reality, you know, this is the best, best place because 
all of the requirements are going to be right there without all of, you know, the other commentary that might go in from, you know, a blog post that you might see or something like that. And, you know, mechanics lien statutes are written for a lay person to understand. They're mm-hmm. not supposed to be overly lawyered or full with le- filled with legalese and whatnot. Instead, it's like fairly technical requirements like, you know, fonts and, you know, specific language that need to be in the lien waivers or timing. Timing's always the big one, right? Mm-hmm. Like we hear about that all the, all the time, particularly, you know, I, I know off the top of my head here in Nebraska, it's 120 days that you have to, to file a lien from when the work was last performed. You want to know things like that because that's the only time that issues are really going to arise is when you don't know the yeah, requirements. Right. And as long as you know going in, like, hey, here's the basic outline. I have a basic understanding. I'm able to have a conversation on the topic. You're going to be in a much better position. You're informed. You're knowledgeable. You understand. You can communicate it. Yeah. One thing that I've seen myself just being in people's offices, traveling around, and, and kind of that experience is there is a bit of a casual nature to lean waivers. Mm-hmm. It just feels like something you're checking the box, make sure you're doing. Is, is that impression true? Is that kind of how it's viewed today? That's my interpretation. Yeah. Uh, you know, at no point in the process should you be over-engineering things just for the sake of doing it, right? Lean waivers are there, like I said, to keep the process moving. It's really for both sides to be transparent with each other and say, okay, there's this system of laws, lien laws, that can be applied against a contractor, against a homeowner, against the owner of property, whatever it might be, in return for services rendered, right? The lien waiver simply controls that liability and acts as the receipt for payment. You know, that's the best way for me to think about it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to dumb it down to that degree, I think it, it, that really is the true effect, right? Right. Like, it might seem like a lot, and you hear this word lean thrown out and whatnot, and what in the world does that mean? Mm-hmm. In the, the day, lien waivers are just receipts. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So for our builders out there who maybe aren't using lien waivers right now, it's probably pretty important that they go figure out this process just for that extra layer of risk mitigation so that they're not putting themselves at the potential that someone would file a lien against their property. Right, right. Yeah, it seems like a no-brainer thing, yeah. right? I mean, it's an easy box to check. Yeah. You look at a, at a lien uh, the lien waiver, it's typically a one-page document. Uh, like I said, the, the language can be fairly standard. It's boilerplate. You can pull it straight from the statute in a number of states. You put it into a Word doc. You can send it through Builder Trend, tie it to payments. It's that easy, yeah. right? And uh, you know, you don't really need to spend a whole lot of time with a lawyer understanding the ins and outs of lean, lean law and lean waivers and so on and so forth. Like this stuff's all can all be self-taught. Yeah, and it's just about spending the time to do it and then making it work for your business. Right now, with Builder Trend, for for our sake, we can kind of advise clients. Hey, this is where you put it in our program. You're absolutely able to upload lean waivers as a template fill out some of the information. But what's really cool is you can actually send it with your payment. If you are using our job costing systems, I've met with Rachel Weezer in the past talking on this podcast about how to protect revenue. And we talked about POs a lot and, right. and managing the, the same thing you outlined as far as this is a transparency piece. We know where everybody stands. We've outlined the scope of the PO, the lien waiver is the next step. We're outlining the scope of the payment and the terms that go along with it. And you can actually attach the lien waiver in our system to the payment itself, which is pretty cool. So if you're using builder trend payment processing, you can kind of hold your subs to to sign that lien waiver so that 
they're you're paying them, but only if they sign the lien waiver. And just so I can clear this up for a, a lot of our listeners, that's not necessarily how it needs to work, though. Right. Right. You you can still pay someone and then get the lien waiver after the fact. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, again, it goes back to the same thing that I said before. You mm -hmm. don't necessarily need to over-engineer this process. <laughs> Let's say, for instance, you've already paid somebody, you didn't get a lien waiver at at payment and or even within 30 days of payment. Still go and pursue that lien waiver just for CYA purposes, right? Yeah. Um, but I can't imagine you're ever going to find yourself in, a, in true hot water just because you didn't get that lien waiver at the time. Builder Trend creates all of the background systems to show record of payment and proof of contract and proof of agreement, things like that, right? Now, I will say going back to the Builder Trend uh, process and the plat and using the platform for your benefit, you know, when I picture some of uh, like the offline lien waiver process. I need to print off a lien waiver. Yeah. I need to go to speaking of Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get out your quill. Here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I need to print it off. I need to go to the subcontractor. I need to bring the check with me. I need to get the subcontractor to sign it. Well, if the subcontractor isn't available at the time, maybe I'm leaving it at his truck or at the, at the job site or at their office. And then I need to go and pick it up and I need to bring it back and I need to upload it into Builder Trend or upload it into whatever file keeping system I might have. So that if it ever comes up down the road, I have record of it. Instead, in Builder Trend, you tie it to payments so easy, mm -hmm. right? Like you can use the payment process as basically an escrow for your lien waiver. You know, right. hey, the payment's already been sent, but it isn't released until the sub executes that lien waiver, gets it back boom, everybody's good to go. Everything's in one place. Yeah. And one thing people always kind of give me a little bit of feedback on is there's a, there's concern that maybe the signature through builder trend and digital signatures aren't the same as if I physically signed it with my quill, yep. you know, back in 1812. So is that something that we can put people's fears at ease? I think a big theme that really is appearing to me and having my guests on this podcast is builder trend itself is a risk mitigation 100%. tool because yeah. it, it's it's tracking metadata and the information about your program usage but then the electronic signature piece can you speak to that a little bit yeah and i think you nailed it you know you throw out the term metadata and that's the real key in our contract execution process you know we get this question all the time right and while electronic signatures are still relatively nascent, relatively novel over the last 20 years, case law continues to prove time and time again that electronic signatures are just as binding, valid, and enforceable as breaking out the quill and signing it with the feather, right? You know, we feel that our... Uh, that our contract execution process is compliant with e-sign, with e which is the federal law, as well as state e-signature laws, which there's a model framework called UADA. We've read it, we've reviewed it, we've looked at it and compared to our compare it to our process. We feel confident about it. Not to mention, we've seen our contract execution process tested time and time again in disputes, in litigation, and continue to see positive results there. So, uh, like I said, we get that question all the time, and I want to provide at least some peace of mind to say it's not a real concern. And if you ever find yourself in a dispute, we're more than happy to help recreate that metadata and pull out the who, what, when, where, why of the the contract itself or the signature itself. Yeah, we got your back. We got your back. If you need it. That's what we're here for. Absolutely. I've taken those calls too, where 
you know, someone's in dispute and beyond lien waivers, but daily logs, even the smallest things in our system that helps create that track record, we can provide that as needed. This is just another piece where we can go even further and, and really legitimize people's processes for how they run their businesses, right? That's right. That's right. Well, Nick, that is a uh, really helpful. I know lien waivers are your specialty for sure. <laughs> Something you're passionate about. That's, that's right. That's Absolutely. Right. It was really great to have you here today. This is Zach Witovich signing off. Nick. Thanks for having me. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening to The Better Way. If you're a Builder Trend customer, schedule a training to learn more. All listeners, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to The Better Way wherever you get your podcast. Also, visit buildertrend.com backslash podcast to sign up for the email notifications when the next season drops and explore our other podcast, The Building Code. Don't miss our next episode where we will be talking about how to avoid disputes and lawsuits.